I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that man it all starts with a powerful melody check it out today it is absolutely worth the investment the swim master melody course at successwithmusic.com hey let's get to the show this is swim success with music Yo, what's going on, people? It's been a minute. This is Walt. I am your music coach. You're back from vacation traveler. You're picking up my instrument for the first time in a little while, handler. Yo, that's not good at all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Let's dive in. Again, what's up, everybody? This is Walt. This is Success With Music. This is a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, music students, everyone who's about that music life. Yo, let's get into our show for today. Hey, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, if you haven't noticed, for those of you who are subscribed to the podcast, that we've been away for a few weeks, a couple of weeks or so. I... um was overseas doing some traveling. I had one episode that was um, recorded uh, while I was uh, out of the country. You can check that out in the podcast episodes. But yeah, man, it's good to be back. It's a brand new year. It's January. You know, most of us are ready to get after it, get after our music dreams and things like that. And for me, you know, I'm excited about uh, trying to push into some new areas with my music this year, venture into some new things. And uh, I actually am in a new house for those of you who uh, have been following my exploits there. So that's pretty cool. And I'm also trying to set up a brand new home studio in my new place here. So I'm hoping to uh, actually build out a room and, and just go all the way with it here and just really design it from the ground up. So I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that, it's been pretty crazy here in the last few weeks, but wanted to get back after it and, and just really just jump back in and, and provide content that will be helpful for for you guys out there. And so I want to brief you today in our, our interesting topic section. Um, I want to brief you guys on some things that I saw while I was out traveling here in the last few weeks. So throughout December, I had a chance to go over to Europe, uh, Paris, had a chance to go down to South Africa and also to a smaller country called Lesotho over the break. And it was really amazing to hear music from all around the world. But here's a, the, the interesting thing. All of the songs that you hear on the radio or you hear online or you hear in commercials or when you're in the mall, they're playing music and things like that. 
it's crazy to just go thousands, thousands of miles overseas, go into different cultures where they're speaking different languages and hear the same tracks no matter where you go. So it's just kind of weird that way. So it kind of makes you feel like the world is quite small. When again, you're hearing songs that are on the charts, they're, they're literally global. They're everywhere. But on the other side of it, uh, the interesting thing is that, uh, there are places that I've traveled to where the music is really all about that local or that country's, um, feel and, and, and heritage and, and style and, 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 and cultures. It's just very interesting. So for instance, uh, the biggest example is when I was in South Africa, y- you would hear different styles of music from all around the world. Again, things you'll hear in the charts. But one thing that I found very, to be very, very interesting is that they place a high premium on local artists, local styles, local genres. And so, yeah, influences from all around the world will kind of seep into different parts of um, different cultures. So, for instance, you know, you will have people adapt different styles or different uh, production methods or whatever. Again, that's common everywhere, but they seem to really protect the styles that belong to them. Uh, and there are quite a few genres there that I was completely in, impressed by and blown away by. I wish I could play some of that for you guys today. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't come armed with any examples, but the point is they they really protect and develop and really own those genres that are uh, specific to their cultures. And the sweet part about them doing that is when they do it so much and so well that they now be have uh, a place on the world stage as really owning that particular genre. And guess what will happen? Eventually, other people will start to copy the style that they've refined so much, some of the rhythm patterns, some of the uh, the 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 um, lyrical structures and, and choice of instrumentation is just phenomenal. And there's just a certain part of their their music life that they do not allow others to encroach on. They dominate there. And it's just it's just amazing to hear and amazing to see. And not only that, there's choreography that goes with it, like dance and a certain type of uh expression in terms of just you know how you you know perform and things like that it's just again it's something that i would highly encourage you to to just look into not necessarily south africa per se but just genres from different parts of the world just observe you'll learn so much by just um taking the time to to immerse yourself in that you know it'd be great if you can travel overseas but you know some of us you know are not in a position to do that per se. So just being able to maybe listen to genres from around the world and just kind of watch these subcultures, if you will, and and how they really own their genres. You you see it everywhere with stuff like, uh, you know, the, uh, like the K-pop stuff over in Korea. And I'm, I'm talking about some of the music there in South Africa with the Kwaito music and some of the other, uh, types of, um, local music. And you can just go around the globe, but it's just amazing when certain styles are developed. These homegrown styles are developed and they have this following. You can, again, just learn a lot musically from that. Now, having said all of that, I want to get into our main topic for today's discussion. And 
actually, I want to tie that to some of the things I just mentioned to you about just uh, going around uh, different places and seeing certain styles and how uh, these different groups of people just really embraced their styles of music. And I want to kind of use that as example to talk about you as a musician. And here is the main question for today's episode. What do you do when you really, in your heart, don't embrace your own musical talent, your own music musicality or your own style or how you sound or your level of playing ability, whatever, however you want to characterize it. What do you do where deep down in your heart, you're really not sold on yourself as a musician? I don't know about you, but this is a question that I've had to struggle with from time to time in, in, in being a musician where, you know, I'm not really feeling my playing ability or I'm not feeling my composition ability or, 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 or what have you. And many of us, if we had to be honest at some point or the other, we, we've, we've kind of stumbled into that. Now I understand with musicians, a lot of times it's all about being arrogant and, and acting like they're the best thing in, in the world. But if you had to be honest with yourself, some of us, again, struggle with the idea of feeling like, ah, you know what? I'm not that sweet. Um, you know, I wish my vocals were better. I wish, you know, I had this type of skill or I had this kind of range or I can play this style of music or I can sight read or pick, pick an area, as, as, as I mentioned. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's very important that you improve as a musician. So I'm not saying that you should just settle, you know, if, if you want to improve, obviously you need to practice and get your lessons and, and get a coach and things like that, read and study. I, I'm all for that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about basically beating yourself up for simply not being someone else or beating yourself up because you feel um, somewhat inadequate based off of the giftings that you have, essentially. So, I, you know, I, I don't think that's a good thing to do. And maybe you knew I was going to say that, but I, I think that we beat ourselves up more uh, than necessary. Again, there's nothing wrong with pushing yourself and, not, and there's nothing wrong with challenging yourself. But I do think there's something wrong with you internally feeling this perpetual uh, inadequacy. I don't think that's a good thing. I think that you should really, really place a, a, a priority or not a priority. That's the wrong word. I think you should place, place a premium on the giftings and the skills that you have. Sure, they may not be the same as someone else's, but what you have to offer, if you have any musical talent whatsoever, it's valid. It's valuable. So what I want to do is give you a few things to or strategies or thoughts or ideas uh, with respect to really pushing against or pushing back on the feeling of inadequacy or feeling that you're not really measuring up as a musician, because I think that having those persistent or incessant feelings, they actually eat away at the the skill that you do have. You don't really operate in your skills with your skills in, in confidence. So here are three things that I feel that you have to be incredibly vigilant about as a musician so that you don't self-sabotage in your musical career. All right, so here's the first one. Stop imitating people. That's the first tip that I have for you, the main strategy for you 
really reacquiring confidence in your own musical ability. Stop imitating people. And let me qualify this or let me um, give you a bit more detail, uh, more detail on this. I understand that in music, we all, to a certain degree, kind of mimic one another. We all have certain things that we borrow from one another. If you remember back in that uh, episode that we talked about music theory, how we only have 12 tones in the Western music system. If you only have 12 tones to work with, chances are you're going to run into the same combination of tones from time to time. So there's really nothing new under the sun with respect to music. I'm not talking about that type of imitation. What I'm talking about is looking at a specific artist and or a musician or a performer and deciding that, you know what, I am going to pattern myself after that person. I'm going to sing just like them. I'm going to wear the same clothes. I'm going to do the same runs. I'm going to do the same facial expressions, whatever. You got to be careful about that because the moment you try to emulate someone to that degree, you are a secondary thing or you're a knockoff. You're you're not the original. And in many instances, Being a copy is far worse than being an original. That's just how the world works. So the moment you try to be and just pick an artist, but just pick anyone that you really love or or, or like. If you find yourself really trying to pattern your career or pattern your sensibilities or styles style after that person, you're going to wind up being a fake and you're going to look disingenuous in doing so. And when you don't get the same results as that artist, when you don't get the same type of accolades or what have you, it can be incredibly discouraging. Now, again, I want to make a delineation or make a separation about what I'm saying here. If you are mimicking, let's say, the business sense of someone. That's fine. If you're mimicking, let's say, this guy or gal, she practices several hours a day. That's cool. This person, you know, they got a vocal coach and all right, that that's fine. I don't mind you imitating someone in that way. Again, that's not what I'm talking about. You can emulate successful strategies. But what I'm saying is you're you're literally styling yourself after someone. If you're doing that, that will wind up making you hate your music because you will always have a bar that you cannot live up to or a standard that you cannot live up to if you are literally trying to make yourself into that person that you admire so much. All right, so let's move on to the second point here. If you're completely over your own musical style and abilities and, and, and sound, it could be that you're trying to fit into trends. So if you, for instance, are listening to a lot of pop music, hypothetically, and there are certain stylings and there's certain level of production, and it seems like all the big artists, they're going in a certain direction with a certain sound or whatever it may be, and you decide that, hey, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try to use the trap beats, I'm going to try to use the little light auto-tune or whatever it may be, and you wind up not sounding as good. That can be very discouraging. So don't be a genre chaser. 
and I again, I know it's very easy as a musician to, to, to follow that road because you think, wow, everyone is going this way. This person has gone platinum or sold, you know, so many units by doing this or partnering with this person and they have this particular type of sound. And it's very easy to say, hey, you know what, if I want to be successful, I too am going to go and do this genre. Hey, I'm actually a country singer, but it seems like everyone is moving direction of pop. So I'm going to ditch country and I'm going to be a pop singer. Again, I think that's a bad move because you're going to wind up doing something that you may not be really good at. You may be more adept at a different style. You may be more adept at a different genre. So try to stick with the thing that is really uniquely you instead of trying to follow trends. And the problem is... When you hear these trends on radio or you hear the trends uh, online or you see them in various places where, you know, you hear music, the problem is when you finally hear that track in a movie or whatever else it may be, that song was probably developed a year before or in some instance, years before you think it's new. So when you, for the, for the first time hear the new album that X, Y, and Z artist dropped that artist at that very moment, while you're listening to this person's, I'm using my air quotes here, new song, that artist or that producer, the songwriter behind that artist, they're already working on the next thing. So today you're emulating that artist song that you're hearing for the first time. Well, reality that style it may be like a year old. That artist, the people backing that artist, they're on to next year's project. So my point being is that you're forever going to be behind if you keep emulating things you're just hearing out there. Sometimes I think isolation as a musician is a good thing. Just pulling pulling yourself away from genres and what's on the in media, it's a good thing. So you can just create something that's uniquely you versus trying to again model yourself after what's happening. That product has already been out there for a year. You just didn't know it. All right, and last thing, if you feel that your music sucks and you're just not enthused about your musical ability. I'm going to ask you this next question to see if you're suffering from this issue. Are you trying to please other musicians? Let me say that again. Are you trying to please other musicians or live up to the expectations of other musicians? I really want you to listen carefully to this point I'm going to make. I have found myself looking to get the approval of other musicians. And I feel like that is a very dangerous area for you to be as a musician. Sure, I want to be regarded by my peers, but here's the thing. A lot of times, musicians are critical of themselves, as I said at the beginning, and they're also critical of other people. Oh, you're flat. Oh, that was sloppy. Oh, that was this. Oh, well, you don't even use you know good strings, or your pickups suck, or whatever it may be. And a lot of times, you'll find yourself really never pleasing uh, these people because they are very, very technical in some instances. Again, that's not a bad thing if you're being challenged. But if you live your life to please other musicians and to get their accolades or what have you, you may wind up finding that that's a bar that you can never live up to, essentially. Um, there's a guy that I know that is an incredibly accomplished musician, but every time he talks about other musicians, 
there's always something negative or backhanded he has to say. Well, yeah, I mean, this guy is all right, but, well, this person, I mean, you know they use auto-tune, right? There's always some type of criticism. And if you're around someone like that, again, you just start to feel that you can never measure up. Here's the the, the thought I, I want to leave with you here. The vast majority of people who listen to your music or will listen to your performances or or your songs or whatever, think about what I'm saying. The vast majority of them are not musicians. They're not people like you and I. So in other words, if you are trying to please other musicians, your audience will be quite small. But if you're trying to just provide music that simply the masses like, it's actually pretty simple and very easy. I've heard some pretty simple and sometimes kind of cheesy songs do quite well on in the charts and, and out there in the media. It's because people simply like the song. It's not about the complex musicality and the, it's none of that. It's just, hey, this is my jam. I like it. And if if that is your bar, your job as a musician becomes a lot easier. Here, here's the point: the the an accomplished musician may not give you any props, and they may give you a pretty hard time. But the average guy or gal or whomever out there, they actually would they probably would appreciate your music a lot more and you get a lot of love from that person. So you need to figure out who you want to please. Sure, again, it may feel good to get the uh, the, the the blessing of a virtuoso out there. And I think we all want to know that we're doing well from a musical standpoint. But again, music is simply meant to make you feel good. It's meant to set a tone. It's meant to be enjoyed. And yeah, it can be ultra technical, but to me that becomes more of a science type of thing versus more of of an enjoyment thing. So I I don't know. I I personally feel that this particular line of thought has helped me quite a bit. Uh, It takes the pressure off on trying to create and, and to become something ultra complicated. It's simple. Just make something that people can enjoy. It's just that simple. And with that, let's go ahead and move into our tip of the day. Today's t- today's tip is brought to you by the book Jingle Money. Jingle Money is a book for musicians. This book will show you how to generate income. I mean, like real income by writing music for commercials. Um, recently, let me see here. In the last couple of days, I got a brand new client that found me. And would like to have me put together some music for a commercial that he is going to be uh, running in uh, Chicago. I'm getting thousands of dollars for seconds of music. And I can show you how to do that in the book, Jingle Money. It's all there. It's super simple. You can do it from your home. You can do it with a very small setup. You don't need to be in some multi-million dollar studio or have all kinds of connections out in L.A. and New York. It's very simple to accomplish. Check out the book, Jingle Money. If you uh, go to Amazon and look it up, it's all one word, Jingle Money. You'll see it there. It's simple. There's there's some reviews out there. So yeah, check it out. I'm telling you, it's well worth the read. All right, so today's tip. 
So I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I went to South Africa, among some other places, and I heard phenomenal music. And as we got into our show today, I talked about what happens when you don't like your own music or you have doubts about your own musical abilities. I want to tie these things together to say this. Embrace what you have. And that was really the point of me bringing up the uh, the story about the music in South Africa and some other places is that they placed value on the music that they create. No one else in the world can do music like they do in those particular areas. And they're not necessarily trying to be like everyone else. They have their styles and they embrace their own styles. And because they do that, they work the sound, they work the instrumentation, they work the melodies, and they're absolutely dominant in these particular genres. For you, I want you to work your abilities. I want you to work your giftings, and you own those things. So if you are someone who has a certain vocal range, work that vocal range. If you know a certain style, work that style. If you're able to play a specific instrument, but maybe you're not that sweet on another instrument, whatever, you can learn the other stuff, but try to really, really own that one instrument you do know how to play. Again, try to embrace the thing that is you. If you can do that, you will become an amazing original. Be the best original that you can be. Being the best copy will always wind up putting you outside of first place. I'm hoping that makes sense, man. All right, so let's do it next time. Hey, and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast now that we're back in this new year and we're going to start rolling out some episodes, man. I want to make sure that you are hearing the content and make sure that you take a a trip to our main website. That is successwithmusic.com. You can check out other episodes there. Successwithmusic.com. And make sure you share the podcast with your fellow music people. Thank you.